What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Sean Salisbury Show right here on the Believe Network. We got a ton to talk about. Sean, I want to talk about two quarterbacks today that are playing out of their minds. I want to talk about uh, the Eagles getting their first loss. I want to talk about the Cowboys giving the Cowboys another loss and that NFC East kind of having a rough go of it uh, this past weekend, at least the top teams. The Giants played a barely NFL football team there in Houston. Uh, We'll talk about that and much more. And then we got the new college football playoff rankings are out. Nothing changes at the top, but I still have some problems with their rankings. We can talk about that. And then if we have time, our final four predictions, our player of the year predictions in college hoops, as we saw two great games last night, including the double OT thriller with Michigan State and Kentucky, where Michigan State comes out ahead. Michigan State, they weren't ranked. They weren't even ranked coming into the season. People didn't know what to make of them. They played Gonzaga tough on the ship in a game that I thought they were going to win, and then they yep. come out and beat Kentucky. They're a team to be reckoned with. And, it's you know, Izzo, it, Sigs. Yes. It doesn't matter, man. They're always physical. They're always they'll competitive. They'll always pound you around, and they're always going to fight and scratch. And when it's all said and done, and they'll go through a time when they lose two in a row, you know yeah. how that's going to be. And then right around late February, March, it's going to kick in. And is those teams going to be one of those you're going to say, hmm, they'll be like a three seed, unless, of course, they go on and do the thing. But and then they'll 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 make an impact in the tournament. That's just him. That's how they yeah, do it. it, it. It's, a, it's, it's been phenomenal. the way of the Big Ten lately. They all just beat right. up on each other throughout the course of the year. Most teams can beat any team in that league, but the league is maybe the best in the country when it just comes from top to bottom. Now at the top, there's still, we got to see, you know, someone's got to step up. Michigan's been the team of late to make it to the final four. Um, The last decade, they've been one of the best tournament teams. They just haven't been able to finish and and win a title. So, but we'll get into that uh, later. And real quick, Sigs, and one thing, you know, kind of like big 10 football is that Tom Izzo's teams even if you beat him, you're going to come out of there and need a little whirlpool work because right. they are a friggin'. They will. Mm-hmm. They they he and and if you don't, their ass will be. They're, they're the type that they'll be out practicing and practice it after a Monday, you know, a big Monday type game. Say, well, yeah. we'll be practicing after this game because you guys. I, I don't mean a little hyperbolic, but you get the point. And you know this. I've been an Izzo fan for. I think he's mm-hmm. as good a college basketball coach as we have. But his teams. I don't care where they're ranked preseason. I always know late, somehow, some way, if they don't disrupt the national title picture, they're in it one way or the other. Right, for sure. Uh, and before we jump to the NFL, as always, we're brought to you by Bet Online. Yeah, and we talked about hoops, and basketball is back, and it's my favorite. I love college hoop season, and Bet Online give me the opportunity, well, to go Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. And always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether it's the NFL or NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf, all of them there. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Believe to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Sean, let's start in the NFL. 
I want to start with one player. It's a player that we've talked about a lot on this show, but he continues to do his thing week in, week out. If he's not the front runner for the MVP, he's got to be number two, and that's Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, this offense just keeps humming. They just keep going. He's making throw. You know, when Tyreek Hill said before the season that he's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes, he can put the ball where he needs to. He's showing it week in and week out. And he did something after this game this past Sunday where they beat the Browns. They scored 39 points. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to have three straight games of a quarterback rating of 135 or more. I mean, he's he's had three touchdowns in each of the last three games. No interceptions. His completion percentage is hovering right around that 72 71 to 73 range. And it's just for a guy that everybody wanted to tear down for the last two years. Oh, he doesn't have the arm strength. Oh, Justin Herbert's 10 times the quarterback. Where's Justin Herbert now? We're, we're, you know, Justin Herbert's out here losing games that he shouldn't be losing. Tua Tagovailoa has taken his game. And yes, did he get Tyreek Hill? Sure. Did he get Jalen Waddle? Yes. Did he get Mike McDaniel as a coach on the offensive side of the ball and as a head coach? Yeah. But you know what? Josh Allen got great players around him. Patrick Mahomes had got great players around him. Great quarterbacks need great players around him to be great. I mean, not everybody's uh, Tom. Isn't Brady. that the ob- Yeah, isn't that the object? Yeah, that, so to, the to, object to, is to and, build and was, the best team. Period. Right, right. So, I you know I do that last chance cue with Coach Brown, mm-hmm. right? You know, from That's last awesome. chance cue, we do it twice. Yeah, Thank you. Got to listen to that. that. I don't know. Have, have you seen the the newest one, Segs? You see, yes, I have not seen the latest t- one. T- t- Take a look at the quarterback mechanics and getting through their reads with Geno Smith, the level yes. he's taken to his game. You're going to love seeing how we broke that down and, and a bunch of other stuff. So thank you. We, we I love doing that X's and O's stuff. As you and I get in tree, we talk it all the time. Mm-hmm. And now with that NFL film, we can see all 22, right? So I, I'm sitting here thinking when people say this, and I, we may not get much right. One thing, and you know this because we talk ad nauseum, you and I regularly day in and day out. I never once buried Tua because I said, first of all, changing coaches and he'd went through a hip. He'd never really had the entire uh, offense and settled in at his disposal. Now, we've always known he's physically limited. Drew Brees was physically limited, too. Now, when you say, well, he's not Drew Brees, well, he's damn near as accurate as he is. I'm talking about on the short term in in a smaller, but Drew Brees had to remember, when he came out of his his shoulder elbow, mm-hmm. I think elbow was it elbow segs shoulder elbow. I can't remember shoulder. What it was. I think it was when he Rotator, when he left maybe. the Chargers. Right. Yeah, right. Shoulder. When they moved him on for Philip Rivers, mm-hmm. is that that he had to, but his accuracy never wavered. Right. And guys are accurate. If you're accurate, you're accurate within a few percentage points. I don't care how good we teach it. And we, we mentioned about yesterday, Coach JB and I were talking, and he made a really good point that I agree with, and I think you can adjust it. But think about this. Have you have, have do quarterbacks do do coaches? Have you ever seen a coach make a player, or is it usually the player that helps make the coach? He made a good point about listen, the 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 good quarterbacks can uplift. Great quarterbacks get coaches renewed, right? Mm-hmm. Bad listen. If Mike McDaniel had an average player, even as good as Mike McDaniel is, who was just kind of average, they wouldn't be doing this. Sig. So right. I hate when people try to diminish his success. Because he is, listen, Mahomes is probably second, Sags in truth. Josh Allen has fallen back. Jalen Hurts doesn't have gaudy numbers, but they're winning. 
uh, Geno Smith, pretty gaudy going mm-hmm. into last week's game of 15 and four. But to me, if, if I'm casting my vote, two is the MVP right now, especially all the things he had to do. And when I hear, well, Russ Wilson's in a new system or your guy, Justin Fields, mm-hmm. in a new system, look how he's executing it. Look at what Kirk Cousins is doing. Another guy who's starting to rear his head as yeah. an MVP talk. Look what he's doing with Kevin O'Connell. I don't want to hear the crap that, that we're making excuses for veterans that, well, they're in a new system. Two is in a new system. A brand new system, and he's executed it to perfection. Yes, he has weapons, but those weapons don't get run after the catch unless the ball is thrown to a coffee can sized window spot, and he's doing everything right. And you know what I love about him, Sags, through all the shit that he went through, at no time did he respond to it and have to feel like he had to defend the kind of player he is. We're so caught up in the measurables of powerful arm, we forget that what makes are you a passer or a thrower? Throwers throw at 100 miles an hour right. but don't know what target they're hitting. Passers may not throw at 100 miles an hour, but they know where they're throwing it and how to throw it on time with accuracy and process information. I couldn't be proud of him. You're 100% right. Sakes, they're not winning in spite of Tua. They're winning because of him. Yes. And Mike yes. McDaniel's and perfect for him. No question about it. You, you brought it up there, and, and I have a tweet to back it up. You hear everybody on ESPN, on NFL Network, you hear people that try and put Tua down by saying, oh, it's just a lot of get the ball in Tyree Kill hands, get the ball in Jalen Waddle's hands, and watch them run. No, this is from Pro Football Focus. Uh, Ryan Smith, 37.7% of Tua's passing yards this season are after the catch. That's the lowest percentage in the NFL for any quarterback that has 125 attempts or more. Thanks. I've seen narratives by some of the national ones. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's say, oh, they're doing it all. He's not pushing the ball down the field. I've seen him throwing bang posts. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where his weakness is. Two or three hitches throwing it late deep. That's mm-hmm. everybody's weakness. But Josh Allen can outthrow the coverage. Matthew Stafford can outthrow the right. bad read. Patrick Mahomes can overthrow it, the bad read. Tua can't overthrow the bad read, hence why Mike McDaniel and himself, the one I saw him make one horrible decision this year. He's made a few, but where he scrambled in a game on TV, went to it was a game he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then he threw back late, and it was like five yards underthrown late. Ball got knocked down. It might even got picked. It's like, that's not him. He stays away from that weakness. There is no other weakness. He doesn't have to be the fastest. He doesn't have to be the biggest. He doesn't, the problem, but he's not living on pushing it 40, I mean, 70 yards down the field. He's pushing it 45 yards down the field, which is about when you're throwing the deep ball where you want it 43, 44, 45 like, yards. Like Drew Brees. That's exactly when right. it's on and time and in it rhythm. It doesn't matter. He's, Doesn't matter. He, there's nobody better in the NFL right now than Tua. And quite frankly, it may not even be close with his. Right. It's uncanny where he's throwing. I've watched him throw balls in the end zone, and you, you say, where is he putting this? He'll put the ball on the proper shoulder to protect, I mean, a tight mm-hmm. coverage. Guys are playing him tight. So, yeah, I, I'm so tired of the diminishing or shrinking his game because he doesn't look the part. Because he doesn't have the injured. arm. That's it. Right. Like, Screw that. I've always yeah. told you. We've asked, you've asked me many times my traits. And arm strength ends up being about sixth. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have you got to have some arm talent, of course. But if you say, Sean, accuracy, throw on time, process information, how what, what the percentage I'm putting on arm strength, physical size can run a four four. I'll take the guy that I the first one mentioned, then the second one mentioned, because and now if you have a listen, if you're John, if you're if you can throw it and run, if you're Josh Allen or Mahomes. 
and you can do all those things and you can throw it a country mile. Go get, great. Great. But I can tell you what, neither one of those guys are playing better than the guy in Miami right now, period. Right. So we don't, we don't criticize Mahomes for having good weapons in the past, right? We say great weapons, great play caller. And then you got a great, you know why? Cause he looks the part with that arm and he's a great player, but I'm not just because I'm uh, complimenting one. I'm not going to diminish Tua's game. Tua right now would get my vote for the most valuable player in the National right. Football League. And if Josh Allen keeps throwing balls to the other team, segs, uh, just crazy throws, you're like, as a great talent, but it's like, what, what are you looking at? They're going to lose that division if they're not careful. I'm just telling you. Yep. Miami is not going to go away because the quarterback is playing out of his mind. And wouldn't it be fitting, segs? And I couldn't root for him hard. If he goes and wins the most valuable player this year, then what? Well, he had Tyreek Hill. Oh, okay. Well, apparently Mahomes is still playing pretty good football without Tyreek Hill, mm -hmm. right? So it's all relative. And the whole goal is to get good football players. Right. Why we diminish a guy for having good football players. So the Bears, eight, Sags, you did know the Bears 85 defense. We're going to take away their value while they destroyed guys. Why? Because they had good players. Yeah, they had what? way too many good players. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, so we yeah. just can't give them any credit, Sags. Yeah, Sakes, yeah right? Mike Singletary yeah, is not one of the better linebackers. Or right. Richard Dent isn't one of the greatest you know, defensive ends because there was yeah. too many good players. Yeah, so that we that, that, that Dent's in the Hall of Fame, but he shouldn't be, right? Because, right. well, they had too many good players. You know, really? That's a stupid it, you know, excuse it, and a bad as, as we continue on, Joe Montana wasn't that good because he had Jerry Rice and right. vice versa. I mean, they, these guys just, you know, it's just, it's a crazy, <laughs> and we see Isn't it. Isn't that the object, we, brother? Uh, yes. And I've also <laughs> seen quarterbacks who got great players that Suck. can't hit them if they were sitting in front of them. And you're like, right. uh, he's got great players. So there you have it. It's you, you got to have if you have both and God bless you, you've got a chance to play in February. Okay? And when when did Josh Allen get good? When he got Brian Dable and he got Stefan Diggs. Uh, and, and, and Davis has elevated his game. I mean, yeah, they start Gabriel to look Dave, around and yep. all these guys are making plays. It's like, oh, novel concept. Give me good players. Things seem to get a little yeah. easier. No shit, Sherlock. OK, now we talk about two and the way he plays. Now, let's go to a guy who's playing equally as good lately. Oh. If but in a different about, style, about, yeah, right. completely different style, and that's Justin Fields there in Chicago. He's doing things that, you know, yes, he had the one horrible play, the pick six by Jeff Okuda, where, you know, Aiden Hutchinson blew up the screen to Cole Komet and, and Fields. Oh, yeah. You know, he came out right afterwards, and he said, that's my bad that you'll never see that pass again. I, I will never make happen? that pass again. But what did he do? He Three plays later? Yeah. Right. How would he learn if he didn't make the mistake? <laughs> exactly. Got, it's unfortunate. It's at your expense, but as he said, he'll never make it again. The next time he sees it, and he will see it again, the next time he'll do something different with the football. Right. Well, and what did he do three plays later? 67-yard touchdown run where he beat Jeff Okuda and others down the field again for another long touchdown. Had another 104, I think it was 46 yards rushing, another yeah. touch, uh, two touchdowns on the ground, had two touchdowns in the air, uh, both to Cole Komet. I mean – He's just playing at a level that is Lamar Jackson-esque. And, and and again, we're talking about you need players around you. Chase Claypool, who they traded a second-round pick for, supposedly still isn't up to the playbook, had a little bit of an injury this past weekend, only played 19 plays. I mean, he's still playing without one of his best players. You know, We think Claypool is going to help him get even better. And their offensive line is still bad. They're, they're playing a fifth-round rookie at left tackle. They got one-year guys at wide receiver outside of Darnell Mooney. I mean, it's just a bunch of crap around them. And this guy continues to just put up 
numbers no matter what. And we see him taking that leap. We always talk about that yep. leap for the quarterback. We've well, seen him over the last five games. Do, yes. The game has slowed down and he's gotten faster. Remember if, how if we, you, yeah, no, we've just, we, we've tried to, you've, we've talked about like when the light switch goes on. Sometimes it's game one of year two. Sometimes mm-hmm. for some it's Dan Marino. It's five games into your rookie year and you're tearing <laughs> people up. Sometimes it's, it's Geno Smith journeyman. And all of a sudden you get to the right system. It's like, okay. And imagine when Justin Fields actually knows how to play mm-hmm. and with players, uh, the, the point about two of getting good players. Imagine when you load him up and the guy actually starts to learn how to play. And that's a compliment because he still says, I can tell you right now, he'll go watch tape. I, I know this in, in the second year with a new, uh, speaking of a guy who's got a new system from mm-hmm. last year, another yep. a whole new coach. You're like, Hmm. Oh yeah. That's how it's supposed to look. Like they said, the, the light not only goes on, it burns so bright. It's like, you know, when you get somebody in your rear view mirror and it's like, man, turn your brights down. That's the, that's what happens when it all of a sudden the mental part catches up. And you're right. I always say this. I want my quarterbacks to have their minds slow down and everything else be urgent. That's how he's playing right now. And you saw early, it's like swimming around like, oh, my gosh, when he stood, it's like, what do I do here? And really, he was just reacting as a player because I assure you, him and anybody else in that situation, Zach Wilson, they're, they're, they don't have any idea what's going on. They're just like, yeah. damn, let me just throw to the open cat, man. I'm scared. Yeah. But it's normal. Uh, so you look at him, say, remember, what's that show? That guy that sits on Fred Flintstone show. Is that great gazoo? Uh, yes, you know, the Martian, so. the little, you know, Mar- yeah, you know the Martin, little, the Martian. Yeah. We've talked about alien talent. It's just a bigger version of it. This dude is playing in, a, in like a, on a completely different planet right now, and it's scary to watch for opponents' defense. It's fun to watch for a guy who loves quarterbacks. Think, mm-hmm. gosh, can you imagine if you're his coach and coordinator, what you get to watch this dude? And you mentioned Lamar Jackson. Here's the difference: the dude that I know how giddy you are about it. You're trying to hide the shit. You can't fool me, dude. You do somersaults when we get off the air, oh, crawl yeah. ten miles over broken glass because you got the most gifted quarterback you've ever had in Chicago, right? <laughs> This By a cat, mile. Yeah, exactly. Sags, this dude is when people don't realize how big this 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 right. dude is. Well, he he's took a on friggin' monster. The first the first rushing touchdown where he got out of See a sack and, and yeah, and he hit Deshaun Elliott, who's one of the hardest hitting safeties in the league. He knocked him out of the game with a concussion. He hit him yeah. so hard. Yeah, he and I, when he saw him coming downhill, I thought when you read see the highlight, you could see it building up. I'm like well, dude, you're not taking on a 175 pound option quarterback from the old school days right. running the veer. You're taking on a friggin' monster who I, if I said, dude, can you go mix in tight end? He could probably handle the position. That's how physical this kid is. He's well, 230 he's pounds. On... Sean, he's been clocked at over 21 miles per hour this season on a, on a touchdown and, run. And he ain't running away. And when I say running away, if he got you to look up and that sideline, your ass is getting hit if it's one dude. He, right. he He's like, let me hesitate for a second. I'm bigger than the dude coming to tackle me. Let me teach him a lesson. He's a freak, okay? And Segs, it's funny. It's, I'm actually having a blast watching him because I've sat there watching him thinking, what's he going to do this week? And wait till the guy, I say it every week, wait till the guy actually knows how to get through all his progressions and get to all his checks to even maximize his ability even more. Frightening man, the guy, and, and the only reason, and I know Dan Orlovsky, our guy who I love, mm-hmm. Dan explained, has it may be a little hyperbolic to call him an MVP candidate, but I know what Dan meant there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the last month, at the last month, this dude's playing. If he would have played like this the whole season, you're you're looking at a guy been, who yeah. has to, he's Andre Dawson on the Cubs, mm-hmm. eggs. 
Remember when Dawson on a last place team won the MVP? Yep. Yep. That's what Justin Fields is doing right now with the Chicago Bears. What a treat, man. And boy, did it happen in a hurry. Right. And, and you just mentioned something that, you know, yes, all his big plays and all that, the big throw to the 50 yard touchdown to Cole Komet. But my favorite part of watching him was where you see him growing continually is, you know, he makes a move in the pocket. And whereas he used to just take off and run, now he's keeping his eyes down the field. And he found Darnell Mooney. He found, uh, I Get believe it was Dante Pettis on a play. Sense. Right. Yes. Yes, and then you see there's plays where, um, I don't know if you've seen uh, J.T. O'Sullivan. He does the quarterback school. Oh, yeah. I, I watched his thing on field. He does it on. And, he does it online. J.T.'s good. Yes. Yeah. And you know he showed multiple plays where Fields started right and worked his way across and got to the fifth guy and made the throw on a perfect line. And, and it's just the growth you're seeing in him yeah. is just incredible. That's- and Segs, when you watch, and that's a great thing about seeing like NFL tape, right? Or the college coaches mm-hmm. tape. Yes. Is when they give you the low angle and you could see his head move from behind. Yes. Right. If you right. get that angle from behind. And when people say, well, how do you know? Well, when you see him go, bam, you see- and you're going to love, like I said, you see him yeah. working through progressions. And right. what I love also is I think people can read body language and eyes and all that and be overrated at times. Right. But there's a simp, there's a, there's a, he doesn't look hurried to me. Right. He's starting to look like he's settling in and like, okay, you know what a bad play happens to a young player? You can see their eyes get just like, damn, how am I going to overcome it? It's almost like if I feel like when he when he throws a pick, it's like, I got this. Yeah. Don't worry. And I know players on the team, when Elway told me that years ago, when they come from behind and win, we were having a beer one day. I said, how do you do this? And we were both, there was a time we were both in the league. And he said, Sean, I, I don't, there's really, I thought I was going to get a scientific answer from him, right? coming from behind all the time and handling. Yeah. Cause John would go out at times and go three quarters where you're like, damn, he's missing a ball. Ball's getting dropped. And then it kind of settle in. And all of a sudden he said, I did it once and we won. I did it again and we won. And then everybody just kind of started to believe that we were going to do it every time you starting to see that calm and belief yeah. that that's our guy. Right. And, I, and, I, and I'm starting to see that with him. Now, now let me ask you this, not only just about Justin Fields and the bears, but you know, there's been a lot of talk in Chicago of I mean you wouldn't believe it if you saw it. I mean the amount of negative talk still coming out of Chicago about this guy because they did not win the game. They did not come back at that final drive and and win the game and kick a field goal to win. They lose 31-30 oh, even I'm though sure of it, Sakes, the yeah. defense was awful. The the kicker, you know, Santos surprisingly missed an extra point that, that, you know, gave the lions a chance to take the lead with an extra point after they scored a touchdown. It it was, but my question is with the bears or with other teams, college, high school, anything, how worried are you when you lose a game late like that? They also did it with Miami where, you know, a bad pass interference call missed a, ball right through the receiver's hands. They had Minnesota where he threw a beautiful ball, wide receiver catches it, and then fumbles um, late in the game as they were driving to hopefully win the game. Oh, Does that worry you one bit about a quarterback being like, man, in these situations, we're not getting it done? Or do you think he's seeing this and saying, I know I can do this. I see what I'm doing throughout every game. Just because we haven't done it yet this year, on a we're a bad football team. Right. Well, what, Second, what I think party. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think I know where you're going with this. Can it be, can, is it alarming that you think that this can become contagious and, yeah. and fester 
And like when things are going good, it, it like right, right now, two is like, you look at two, there's nothing he doesn't feel he can do. Right. Here's what you hit it earlier when you said after the interception, some of us mere mortals and the interception he threw, he came back and made a play to get in the end zone right on his run. Yeah, the 67. Some of us let a two, two or three series fester, and then all of a sudden, three games into it, you're like, people start to look around and their heads on a swivel saying, is this who we are? And I, do I believe that teams can get used to losing? I do. But that's all this, the character of the team and how you're coached, Matt Eberflus, and how they're teaching it, right? And how you, how you in the building, that's that, not self-esteem, but that's that ability to get those guys to buy into it's not okay to lose. We're not accepting losing, and accountability has got to go with it. But who we are is the team that's given everybody hell every week. We're going to learn how to win. You have to preach that. On the individual himself, I, I would worry about it if I saw constant flashes of panic. I don't. And I've and you know me, I've never had a problem playing a young a rookie quarterback, even mm -hmm. though he's a second year guy ever. Because I've told you, I always want to know. I drafted the dude. If I'm worried that a, an interception is going to ruin him, he ain't going to be worth a shit anyway at any point in time. At some point in time, it's going to get him. And he's if he's thin skinned and rear view mirror guy, then we're screwed. I have the feeling, Sigs, everywhere he's been high school, college, he's been able to be successful. And he's won. This is his first bout with getting his ass handed to him every yeah. now and again. But I'm seeing signs of, I know I'm better than you. I'm going to keep working. You got me this time. That, that's the way you got to approach it. All right, you got me. When he throws up his hand saying, I don't want to rematch, then you'll know and you'll see it. I feel that he's throwing up his hand saying, when do I got you again? So, yeah, yeah. yeah so I get why you'd say that. I'm not worried about him because I've seen flashes of such spectacular – but what he, as a leader now for his next level, is to go in that locker room and command and demand that this ain't us, fellas, and not just talk it, but when you're playing a better team, all of a sudden that team wakes up and you're like, he got us. It'll happen. I'm not worried about him, but yes, the answer, both are true. It can be true that it can fester and you let it go, but I think he's more of a, of a windshield guy than a rearview mirror guy, and I'm okay with it. And I'm also okay with getting him kicked around a little bit because in a long run, if he's as mentally tough as I think he is, these losses he'll look back at and say, I, I, the lesson will be bigger than the loss at the time. Say it's like Dusty Baker. Dusty, you're talking about that criticism in Houston. Dusty goes and everything's going good, and somebody throws a fat fastball down the pipe and it gets hit to the upper tank, and it's his fault. Right. Right? It, and it's his fault. Oh, man, everything was good. We had a one-hitter. A guy hits a home run. Well, what was he supposed to do? He doesn't have the bat or the ball in his hand, but and it's the same thing here. The guy without him, Sags, right now, that team's picking in the first three picks. Oh yeah, they're they're. And, and, I mean, and, they're Houston Texans bad if they're. That's exactly the Raiders. Teams. That's yeah. exactly right. So it's learning. I would worry if I didn't think he was mentally tough. I think he's. My gut tells me, and just watching his performance, that. He wants to fight back instead of give in. Does that make yeah. sense? And, and, and the other thing, you know, I, I was trying to tell people that when you look at this team overall, not just Fields. Yeah, I'm with you. I trust Fields. Like you just watch him. You know that he thinks he can win games no matter what. But the right. rest of this team, I mean, this is a team. They have $90 million in dead cap. That means $90 million are being paid to guys not on their team this year. I mean, that is just by far and away the most in the NFL. And it was a reset right. year for, for Ryan Poles. Half this team isn't going to be here next year. They're going to continue yeah. this roster turnover. And the guys that, 
you think are guys that are winners, they have that winning mentality, those are going to be the guys that stay. Thanks. Going forward for the Bears, the two things I need to know about on bad teams and some bad teams, like the Raiders aren't sure of either thing. They're not sure if, if Josh McDaniels is the answer. Excuse me, because you could see the performance now. Mark Davis will tell you he's coming back. But are you sure that Josh McDaniels is the answer in Raiderville? I'm not. No. And they're not sure if Derek Carr is going to – if he's the long-term franchise guy right now. Right. They're, they're, those are questions asked. That's where you worry. I can tell you right now. Let me ask you this. If I say Miami and Tua, uh, uh, Mike McDaniel and Tua, you're feeling pretty damn good about both. Hell One's built yeah. the culture right now in Chicago. I like what Matt Eberflus is doing in his system, mm-hmm. don't you? I, I do. And the quarterback, if that when you've got a foundation that starts there, eventually they'll just listen. Look what they did with the front office and the listen. Roquan Smith's a beast, dude. Mm-hmm. And they decided that he doesn't want to be here. It doesn't fit to our plan, so we're going to trade him instead of let it fester. And we're going to trade him, and they did. So, and you take listen. If you're willing to get rid of a good player like that to grab assets and say. It's better for us. That tells me that Eberflus in the front office has balls and that they got a quarterback they believe in. So the foundation of building, they're, they're not building their home on sand, brother. Mm-hmm. They're building their home on a, on a foundation that says, all right, and I like the fact that somebody doesn't want to be there. If you don't want to buy in, it's time for us. See, like the Texans, they should have already moved on from Brandon Cooks after what yes. he did. Sags. I'm sorry, they should have. Yes. You let it fester now. He's been, and in the offseason, you're going to move on from him anyway. Right. So move on then. Do you even if you have to take less, get it. And, it, and I feel like there's there, then there's a difference. I do like Nick Casario here, but what the Bears are doing, they're not talking it. They're walking it and mm-hmm. they got a quarterback in place. I'm not worried about the quarterback anymore. Things are going to be good in Chicago. And when Chicago's good and they will be good again, things are better. But they got a guy that is much watched TV on a bad football team. That's that's when you know things are good. When you want to see what he's doing. Because mo- most teams with a with a bad with a bad team, you'll say I'll I'll catch the quarterback down right. the road. When you got a guy like that, he's must watch TV whether they're winning or not. Yeah, and and another guy in that same class that is quietly kind of doing a lot of the same is the guy, the guy we all thought was going to be the guy. That's Trevor Lawrence. He's played well lately. It, you know, he's had his ups and downs, but when he's been good, he's been really good and ripping it around the lot. You know. Him and Christian Kirk have built a nice relationship there in Jackson. I think he's going to be special, Sags. I, I This is one that I know he'll throw some interceptions. I watched number 18 in Indianapolis throw 28 of those things early in his career, right, yep. and overcome it. I think Lawrence has the same demeanor. I think Trevor Lawrence is just – it's just a man. Doug Peterson there going, I'm really not worried about him being a good player. I'm not. I, I think you're right. I think that if we after we readjust now, look how Fields has jumped ahead of Mac Jones. Trevor Lawrence is, is starting to prove why he's the number one pick. Mills has got a ways to go. Zach Wilson's team's winning, but he hasn't hit what he wants. We don't know about Trey Lance. Look at some of the quantum leaps that are going around and Fields and, and Trevor Lawrence. Fields at the top, but Trevor Lawrence, I, I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence. If they give him players, he's going to be a good player. Yeah, and then uh, let's jump to college football real quick here at the end. Rankings stay the same. Um, the one problem I have, you know, I, I gave my opinion on I thought Michigan should be ahead of Ohio State, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those two are Two A to B, you can go either way with that. That's They're gonna fi- it's gonna get fixed next week. Yes, exactly. So that'll uh, get fixed. TCU, Tennessee, four or five. I think those make sense. I still have a problem with LSU at six over USC. I I, I know USC doesn't have any ranked wins. I know LSU beat Alabama. I know LSU. You know, 
but they got their doors blown off at home by Tennessee, and they lost another pseudo home game against Florida State in New Orleans in the first game of the season. I just, I know they're going to be in the SEC title game. Go beat Georgia, then you can jump up and we can have the discussion. But right now, you're a two-loss team. USC lost to Utah, who's number 10, by a point. And they may see him again in the Pac-12 championship On the road. Yes, and they can avenge that loss. So I just... I don't know. I, I, I listen to the uh, the committee chairman talk every week and every week. He again, he just talks out of both sides of his mouth about different teams. And, and it just sakes. doesn't make sense. And as and the conference yet, we demean and, and diminish the Pac-12 and they got five teams that are ranked. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. so they've actually ended up being a, a pretty solid con. We you and I joke about them all the time. They're not not existence other than my Trojans, mm-hmm. but Oregon and Utah. UCLA, while dropping, still can still beat USC on a good day if they have a great mm-hmm. day and USC doesn't. Washington's played great. Penix has been out of his friggin' mind this year. He has. Been. That dude's played unbelievable football. So you go in and Utah's Utah. Say, so listen, I'm not even convinced. And I was I was talking to Matt Muscana on my show that I go on in New Orleans, and I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm still not convinced. Now I'm not ruling them out, but if they go in and they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, and every and Tennessee runs the table. USC runs the table, and Georgia's in even if they lose in that game. I, I believe, don't you? Mm-hmm. Even if they lose, yeah. But, but, but why are they? I mean, you start to think. I mean, because of the rainy. What if, what if LSU kicks their ass, and Michigan beats Ohio State? SC runs the table. Tennessee's got one loss, and TCU doesn't lose because you're number one. You're not going to drop out of four, right? Is that right. that's probably their thinking, right, Sakes? But I'm not saying Georgia's going to lose. But I'm not even convinced that if LSU beats Georgia, that they should be an automatic entry, even LSU? by winning no, the SEC. I'm with you. I'm because with didn't you we see Penn State do that, Sags, in two si- when was yep. it 2016? It was 2016 I, I want to say it was 16. Wasn't it the SC Rose Bowl season when yes. Darnold went off? Oh, yeah, when game? they went crazy yeah, back right, and forth. Right, uh, back yes, and forth. You're right. That they won the Big Ten championship and did not get in. Yeah, because they so, had two losses. And, and I, know it's, I know it's different. It's it's. It's SCC. I, I I get the difference in, in comparing Penn State ain't well, Penn State may be LSU, but my point is we do have something precedent that's out there, correct? With that Penn State situation, right? Fair? So I'm not convinced because if LSU wins and Tennessee runs the table, doesn't Tennessee have an argument? Let, let me throw this at you. Let me throw this at you real quick. LSU wins the SEC. They got two losses. Georgia right. obviously has the one loss to LSU. Tennessee runs the table, has the one loss to Georgia. Ohio or say Michigan beats Ohio State, just for my favor. You got Ohio State with one loss to the number three team. Say it was close. Say it was a game-winning field goal by Michigan. I know where you're and going because I posed TCU this same loses. question yesterday. Yep. Yeah, TCU loses and USC loses. And so now you're talking you have three SEC teams, two Big Ten teams. Are you going to put LSU in? over a one-loss Ohio State or Michigan, even though, because they got their ass kicked by Tennessee. I'm not putting LSU in over Tennessee. It's just not happening. I don't care that they beat Georgia. Say, there's a part of me that thinks if Tennessee runs the table and goes and has one loss, that they should be in the Final Four. Don't agree. you agree? No matter what no matter what happens. Yes. No, no matter yes, what happens. Yes, because I, I would have win. Tennessee ahead of Michigan or Ohio State if once one of those teams lose. But if TCU right. loses... That changes everything. And then USC is the other team that I still think can right. make some noise. And But if they happen to lose to Notre Dame or UCLA or Utah, 
than because I mean they have a brutal finish. I mean USC just and, and that defense is going to have to show up, but that's a brutal oh, finish dude. for the way those three. Teams that Notre Dame is playing face. really good football right yes. now. So and if they, they become win formidable, out, they're in, in my opinion. They should be. USC. The Trojans, right? Yes. Right. But, but they won't I, be. Segs, you and yes. I both know that. that and, and that's my thing. But if you, you take them Notre out, Dame, you, yeah. If you take USC out and you have the three SEC and the two Big Ten, how do they do it then? That would be my. question. That's why I said. Well, my my question is why I think the reason why when you mentioned Michigan, Ohio State, one loss there and a one loss Tennessee, and then a one loss Georgia if Georgia gets beat mm-hmm. by LSU, right? My thing is, okay, here, what they're thinking is probably going to be, well, SEC, which is not right, but you know how they think. Mm-hmm. They, they, those were split number ones at the time, AP and, and when Georgia and yeah, Tennessee played. Play. Right, and the other ones, two and three. I mean, dude, we're splitting hairs now, right? We're splitting hairs. Right. And TCU's not a stone-cold lock because they could go get beat by Baylor this weekend. Yeah. It could very easily happen. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to work itself out, but I hope it doesn't work itself out. I want chaos. I'd love to see LSU beat Georgia just for the argument and let's see if they really still get in. And if you leave Tennessee out, they'll have the biggest argument in the country as a one loss team. Going to be right, especially, especially if LSU goes in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Beats Georgia. Just right. beat the shit. And then, yeah, if USC runs the table, I mean, that's another team that you have to they'll consider. have an argument. It, yep. It's just, yeah, I hope for chaos. I hope for chaos yep. and let's, I hope for our let's sake that, that college, yep. both, both of, of our them, teams, Michigan and Southern Cal. Yeah. Would sneak couldn't agree somehow. more. We will get to our final four picks on Friday, our player of the year. I, I you know, I, I picked my final four today. I struggled. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I did too. Who, who I, I have two teams I really like that I think will be there. The other two gave me problems. Right, so, and I have a couple teams that are hovering in the eight or nine range stakes for me that I think could make a run and be the national champion, let alone right. be in the final four. And there's some really good players, a national player of the year. You know, uh, obviously it's going to be a, a, a fun go, and then the national coach of the year. There's that's mm-hmm. always up for grabs. But I I'm looking forward to it because I know you already know, you think you know. One of my teams that I know the one of your national teams. <laughs> They're in. The question is, did you pick them to win it all? Who's my other three? That's yeah, exactly, exactly right. Exactly. I, did I pick them to go back to back? What a shocker, right? There you right. go. That's um, that's the most guaranteed thing in the world of you having that team in, in the final four. Maybe you surprise me on Friday. I don't know. Uh, we don't know. Uh, our I think I, maybe I'll surprise you, but guess what? I'm not going to surprise you with probably that one because <laughs> yeah. that you're right. There's no bigger guarantee in sports. Right. Than me picking Bill Self's Kansas Jayhawks to get to the final four. What if I leave them out, Segs? All I went to the, the hell, uh, the world's uh, aliens are coming down, or it's going to be right. the, what are those, uh, what are those, what's it called? The uh, apocalypse, the zombie oh, yeah. apocalypse, right? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only, the only Fat other chance. thing that I, I could tell you that was a bit, uh, just as big of a lock was those few years there where when you bet USC football to win, they always lost for you. Always. Well, Segs. I mean, let me give you a little let me, let me, single. <laughs> oh, oh, and if they won the game, they didn't cover, right? Right. Yeah, they'd that's what I mean. Third, yeah, they, they'd be like twenty-eight point favorites against a team they should beat by sixty, yeah. and they'd win by nineteen or it'd 20, be like a right? pick six to end the game. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Well, let me tell you, Segs. Some some things don't change. I've bet them like eight times this year, and I'm like two and six. There you go. And they've won all but one game. And so you think about they beat me, but I still want to throw something at the screen because that's why you can't bet Michigan. 
That's why you can't right. bet it because even when we win, dude, University of Arizona. Now, now they're they're playing better this year. I got to mm-hmm. give them credit. They are. But when you're fake, you you can't you you can't you can't do that to me. Right. Because I want to cheer you on for kicking their ass, but you don't cover as if they're sitting over on the sideline saying, "Well, let me make sure Sean gets two extra touchdowns over this." No, but you're right. I am two and six with picking Trojans. And my record on our show, because we've documented, I'm like 35 and 16 or 38 and 16 <laughs> in college, and six of my losses are with USC this year. So, and you know what I'm going to do this week, like an idiot? Bet him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, I, you know what? I'm just donating money. Consider it just donating money to the cause, brother. Yes. yes. So you're right. That hasn't changed. Two and six, and they are. What's their record now? Six, nine and one. Is that what they are uh, right now? Yeah, Eight I believe. One, yeah. Nine, one, right nine and one. Because they got right. So, yep. You you hit it, brother. You hit it. At least I got my Kansas Jayhawks to win a national title last year. Yep. Now, if I can get my USC Trojans to make, I bet them last week and they won. Okay, they they won. And guess what? The other three college games that I picked last week was my worst week. They they all lost. So screw <laughs> SC for doing this <laughs> yeah. to me, brother. USC just you screws go. you one way or the other. <laughs> that's that's but exactly right. No doubt. We about. will. Uh, yeah, and congrats, real quick, to your USC as they bring in the number one point guard in the country today, Isaiah Collier. Uh, he committed to USC and uh, the the female the, I, the I, number one female player in the country. We got them yes. both in the last forty eight hours been a good 48 now that means i gotta bet my trojans so they because they're they're, they're gonna win well, for me, right it's, it's only inevitable don't right? do that then i mean both these players will probably get hurt and and oh, miss, save it conversation you know. over show's done thanks for yeah. the online right <laughs> uh, juju watkins that's her name uh, yeah, that is she is, committed to usc yeah she's a she's a she's a program changer no relation so, to juju smith schuster right she's no relation to be she, I haven't studied her on tape. I've seen a few clips of her because she's been, <laughs> yeah, they've been hot. You know what I'm saying? And well, I you was need there to when get, Cheryl Miller was there. You need to call her her high school, get her tape, and we're going to break it down in two weeks. No, I Juju just wanted to go average like I just wanted to go average like 38 a game, and I and I want Andy Enfield's uh, male team, men's team, to go there and and make a run at the Final Four. But that's a good. The truth is, it's what a get by both of them within 24 yeah. to 48 well, hours. You know what? It's not good for because... USC recruiting. Because the other team that Isaiah Collier was choosing between was reportedly Michigan, so you, you know can't what? ball hog all the good recruits. Juwan Fuck Howard, USC. So that's down. all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't make the college football. Hopefully, we'll now. see with the fight in, in the college football final four. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right, that'll do it. As always, we're brought to you by Bet Online, and as always, thank you to Believe dot com. Uh, you can find all our shows right there on Believe dot com, and on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, all of them, and on YouTube. If you want to see us, as yeah, we right. yell at each other about well, USC they and Michigan, the, they put they put the money makers on there. They might as well put us on there, Sags. Right, go check us out. You got to put the money makers on TV. There you go. For sure, for YouTube. sure. All right. right, next episode will be Friday afternoon. Coming out, we'll preview your big USC football game, the big NFL games, and uh, maybe talk our college, college hoops. There you go. We got appreciate plenty you, to talk about. and stuff. we got MLB off season. Yeah. Justin Verlander wants. Just an ass load 40, of money. About 45 a year for three, brother. We'll hey, go find man. out where that ends up. Don't blame him. Max Scherzer hey, gets you, it. Why shouldn't he? Why not ask for it? Now, whether yeah. the Astros pay for it, it's another whole thing. Yeah, that's but a we'll different see. question. We can talk about that, go. too, next on Friday. All right, that'll Got do it. it. We will talk to you guys later. See you. Great stuff, brother. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.